Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Human Challenge, where we explore all the human challenges in today's world, the challenges of being human and how we can challenge ourselves to be more human for the greater good. I'm your host, Vanessa Ferlano, and today we're joined by joined by multidisciplinary artist, fashion designer, and aspiring art therapist, Robert, who's also the CEO of Batuo Inc. based in Halifax. How are you doing today, Robert? I'm doing really good. And you? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Um, so I was I was very intrigued. We were just speaking a few minutes earlier um, a bit about your story because you're from Cameroon. And so um, I'm very intrigued about what, what brought you to Canada and how long have you been here and, and why Halifax? Um, okay, so I moved to uh, Canada in 2017, um, but this was to go to Montreal. So I wanted to go to fashion school. Well, at this point, I had I had done my accounting degree in Cameroon, and then I wanted to, you know, I thought in my at this point, I thought the only way that I can truly be happy in life is to do what I think I'm born to do, and what I was really born to do was the arts, right? Um, that's like that's what I excelled at from when I was a kid, naturally, you know. So I thought the only way I can actually be happy for the rest of my life is if I pursue what I think, you know, is a thing that like that came to me naturally. So then. Um, I had to move to Canada anyways, long story short, but so I chose, um, well, if I'm going to move to Canada anyways, I might as well go to fashion school and then hone my craft of becoming a designer and everything. So then I moved to Montreal um, in 2017, January 2017. <clears throat> um, I was in school for, I was in school till May 2019. Um, I graduated in May 2019. And then I stayed in Montreal for two more years, just trying to like navigate, you know, the after school um, changes. And that was a very crazy period of my life, you know, just trying to navigate that. And then um, also trying to navigate the immigration process of Quebec, which is completely different than anywhere else in Canada. But it was taking too much time for me. So, um, you know, at some point, the government came up with a program um, saying if you're willing to leave Quebec and go to somewhere else, we're going to give you a permanent residence, right? Um, so then I thought about it and I was like, I like to strongly believe that there was, it was destiny that was calling me to Halifax because I could go anywhere else in Canada, but then I chose Halifax, right? So now when I, when I, when I thought about it then, I thought it was just like, uh, you know, you know, just uh, a whim. I, I I thought it was just uh, me jumping into the unknown. But now, with everything that has happened in my life and where I am right now, I think it was destiny. I think there was a calling for me here in Halifax. I had to come to Halifax for a lot of reasons. But now I'm very, very certain that it was destiny. So that's why, I mean, like, I really don't have any, somebody might be like, oh, because Halifax is, there really wasn't any particular thing about Halifax that was bringing me here, you know? Now that I think about it, I think it was just destiny. It was my destiny to come here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, it was a, it's like a calling. And, you know, I think the great thing about a calling is you don't always have to have an explanation for a calling. It's literally just a feeling, which I think is, is amazing considering that you came from accounting. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and then, and then like, I appreciate that too. Cause I actually, my formal training, I'm actually is, is like in life science and neuroscience. Oh. So it's kind of the same idea, right. That it's like, you know, and sometimes hearing that part of you can be kind of hard, right? Like being able to accept just that calling is like, but there are no words. There's nothing to back that, yeah. but it's there That's and you got to trust it. Right? I just feel it. And when you get on it, you can totally understand why, right? 
Because I see myself I and, I, and I'm like, with everything that I've done, like me as an accountant, like none of this stuff would have happened, you know? That's crazy. So, yes. yeah, I, I like to believe it's coming. No, that's amazing. So, so okay, so you went to Halifax, and then at what point um, did Batuo, Batuo Inc. Uh, come in? At come what in. point was that in Halifax? Um, so I started laying the foundation in um, Montreal. Um, I started laying the foundations for that in Montreal because, um, you know, it's funny, when I was in school, I was... Um, I was perceived as being very, very talented. There were many indicators to that, you know, like by the time I was graduating, like all my teachers knew my name, like the whole school kind of knew who I was, maybe maybe because I'm a minority again, but even then, like there were other minorities, but it wasn't the same thing, right? Like I just had this thing, this, uh, I would say Palmares as being very good at what I, what I did, right? So that kind of um, got into my head in a way that I thought when I finished school, like all this Versace and Louis Vuitton and all these great companies are going to come looking for me, right? And everything, but nobody came looking for me, you know? It was a very, uh, it was a very sobering, uh, sobering realization when I finished school that like, you know, um, the world doesn't really work like that, right? And then I have to, even getting, even getting an actual job in the industry was, was very difficult, right? Because I didn't, um, so it's kind of, it's kind of counterproductive when I think about it, but we're on a podcast where we need to talk about being human, right? So I might as well be honest with you. So I'm a fashion designer, but I don't necessarily know that I like the fashion industry. You know what I mean? Okay. I feel like being a designer to me goes beyond, like it's beyond just like the garment industry. It's like a whole, to me, like I'm saying, it's like a whole psychological calling, you know? Like it's more of like... um yeah, I'm trying to like pass on these ideals of like, you know, um, African empowerment or like empowerment for people who wear the clothes. I'm trying to pass into this ideal of like, you know, um, different, different things. So like, I didn't, I didn't really know that I just wanted to work in like a fashion company where, you know, they were like designing fast fashion and like poisoning the whole world and everything. You know what I mean? So um, that stands to reason why it was, I feel it was kind of hard for me to find a job in the industry. Not only that, like, it's extremely low paid. There's like all this harassment. There's like a lot of issues I had with the fashion industry. So I didn't really, I looked for a job for some time, but I didn't really push so hard as I, as I, as I wanted, right? Um, then I realized that like there were so many other artists like me, um, you know, like musicians, photographers, um, models, and all these denominations who could, who couldn't find contracts to like they couldn't find any employment you know like we all had to work these jobs that we hate like working at call centers and doing everything so we could push our craft right but what this made me understand is that like there's all these people like me um who are looking for a space why don't we come together and then then we don't have to beg a space at anybody's table anymore you know so that's what gave me the idea of like starting my own brand because now I have the knowledge to create the brand. So which means I can actually create something like a safe space where all other artists like me can come and like, you know, they have a platform. We can do the stuff together and, you know, we don't have to like go around begging for people to accept us. Oh, you know, like we did a space at your table and all that. So I think that's the form. That's those are the formative ideas that started uh, the brand where it is now, but where it was actually formed 
uh, fully was here in Halifax um, this year. Actually, this it was fully formed this year. Um, I got a business partner. Him is a prolific at business. It's like a business genius. And then, you know, it was a very good um, opposite because I'm very good with creating. He's very good at how to form a business. So then we formed, we put those together and then we, we formed a brand together this year. Yeah. Right. And um, so you, you mentioned, so this is your brand. Um, and then you, you mentioned a little bit or touched a little bit on, um, I guess, like your, your craft, right? Mm-hmm. Is it very much, is it something that, that you brought or do you bring your culture into that, into into the brand? And how do those components come together? My brand is hugely, hugely infused with, with culture. So really, like, literally, uh, it's just, uh, so what I do, I, I, I create original artwork. I create fabric prints, create different kinds of art, but, like, it's hugely infused with our culture. However, the difference with our brand is that, you know, when people think about um a design that's from Africa, like African-inspired design, right? Um, they think about it in the sense that, like, you know, um, there's this fabric that's been associated to African design, right? But what we're trying to do is that we're taking African stories instead and we're turning this into artwork, which we use to create original prints. So then you can't find it anywhere, you know, because it comes from our shared experiences, right? Um so let's say I create an artwork that's talking about my story in the capital of uh, capital of Cameroon, right? And then I create the artwork and I create a print from that. It's original um, in the sense that, like, it's my story. You know, it's not it's not it's not anybody else's story. But however, there are so many other people who can relate to that story, right? So we create from there, and it's hugely hugely infused with culture, hugely infused with our with our culture. I mean, I I don't want to say that's the only thing that makes up our brand the cultural part but our brand is hugely infused by culture because i feel like that's the way that we're able to pass on the idea of empowerment right the idea of like we're african we're proud you know like the world has already seen everything every other continent has to produce in fashion but they don't really know what africa has to produce right and then they're always trying to like take from africa but never give any credit you know so then it's just like so we're only good enough to take so somebody has to be there who's from there that can actually give, you know, the con- the continent that uh, that um, that empowerment, you know, like who can actually stand behind it and be like, yeah, so we come from this place. There is so much dope culture going here. You people should be proud of being African. You should be proud of seeing the stuff that's from Africa because it's beautifully and very, very, inspir- it's very inspirational and it's spiritually connected even. Mm-hmm. So our brand is here right. that. Right. No, I, um, I really love that a lot, you know, being spiritually connected and that idea of empowerment, you know, storytelling and culture for empowerment, which Mm -hmm. I mean, like you said, is crucial, um, absolutely crucial to building that up. And I think also just, you know, I always think of it as like asking, asking to be honored, right. Mm -hmm. Um, asking to be honored for contributions that you, you know, your people offer and make every single day that are just, Mm -hmm ignored right um and so i think it's really you know this this that's i think what is very important about it for me anyways art and culture right Mm -hmm. it's that this this honoring of all these different contributions to everyday society that are just ignored and gone amiss all the time which i think is really really unfortunate Mm -hmm. um 
I think you had a recent event not too long ago because you're saying you you I think you have you 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 make these these arts live I mm-hmm. think correct and that was like a big event you just had recently. Mm-hmm. So um, apart from the brand, like what we create from the brand, because uh, we started Halifax Fashion Week this year, um, did three shows for that, you know, did a bunch of it was it was really exciting doing that, but um, we also thought like what we really want to do like i was saying the first time the initial idea that actually made me to create a brand was that we were trying to build a platform where we can unite other artists that have so much talent but they don't have a place where they can showcase this talent right so the world can see so me and my business partner we came up with an idea for the community like building a community creating a community where um artists can showcase their talent and you know we can actually stand as the we can actually stand as the as the connection between the artists uh, the artists ideas and them executing their ideas so we created an event where artists were able to like create fashion live on stage in front of an audience and you know like uh, wow. yeah so they were able to create fashion and um with we 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 gave them a concept like the concept would be ugly sweaters but not ugly sweaters just uh, ugly sweaters just because like we're doing it in the winter season right so each artist had to come up with whatever concept they found was true to them okay so the concept is ugly sweaters and it's very interesting when you give people that platform to be able to like express whatever is true to them the stuff they're gonna come up with is not usually stuff you're expecting right so usually when people hear ugly sweaters you'd be thinking people would come up with all concepts about christmas and everything but like you know, this other girl interpreted Christmas as the ugly sweaters as like, well, what's ugly that's going on in the world right now? That's the war in Palestine, right? This other person interpreted it as like, um, you know, Santa is dead. So there's this monster that has eaten Santa. This other person interpreted it as like um, the light of Babylon. So like rising from the ashes of when, you know, life has really beaten you down and everything. So we create, we created this event where all artists were able to like create the fashion on stage and then there would be a vote for, because after that, we wanted to produce some of the fashion they created, right? But it wasn't a vote like, you know, them going against each other like a like a competition, right? It's just, we need to produce one sweater at the end. So we might as well have people vote which one they find would be the most appropriate right. to them. And it's interesting that everybody, um, so we had a voting live on the day and then we had a voting online after that. Everybody still picked the sweater that was a, with the war against Palestine, right? Yes, wow. they did. So, you know, we were able to, like, um, come, uh, you know, uh, bring the concept, focus the concept, and actually produce sweaters from that, which are they're available right now. The very limited number, one time only, there's just a very limited number of them. We're only going to be producing them one time. We're not going to be producing them two times. So if anybody wants to get at them, they can get them on our website, uh, batgo.ca. Um, so we just created this uh, um, this community events where artists can create the fashion live on stage, and then we can actually like promote them after that, and just in a way of like you know bringing community together, different kinds of artists. Like it's very interesting. Wow. It's just a way of like uniting all different kinds of artists, um, you know, and bringing all their art together, so we can create like a, a creative like a creative fusion community so the name of the event was the creative fusion event um and wow when i think about it 
Um, again, I told you that like um, I'm a fashion designer, but the way I see fashion design, fashion design is the vehicle that takes me to where I'm going because it's different than being just a painter because a painter, all you're doing is, uh, you know, you're painting all this beautiful canvas and everything like Picasso and, and the rest, right? The world has changed in the sense that like, you know, I don't know how that goes, but I think like when you're, when you're doing fashion design, you can create a business, you can create an organization, right? So the, right. the reason why I'm doing the fashion design is so I can create an organization that can actually make me do the stuff that I really want to do, like the community, you know? Right. Yes. So the fashion right. design is the vehicle which we're, which we're, in which we're going. I'm not, I'm not one of those people who I really care about the fashion world like that. And, you know, I'm trying to be all like, I'm a fashion person. I'm trying to, no, it's, it's not, it's not that. To right. me, it's more of the, human the human aspect of like so what's the impact that i can do with the platform that i get from being a designer that's what's of most importance to me and being building the community like how we're trying to do that's actually even more important to me um than being the you know fashion designer the way people always like to see it i know like uh, that's kind of counter intuitive being that like you know but it's just the truth right it's really how i feel yeah. yeah. No, I, I I personally don't think it's counterintuitive at all. I think it makes a lot of spent sense. Um, you know, art and I include like, you know, fashion design in that. Um, it, I think the artists are artists, not just for the sake of the art, right. It's the story behind it. It's, it's, um, I, and I think a lot of artists do see that world from a humanity perspective, you know? Um, so I don't think it's counterintuitive at all. I think it actually makes a lot of sense uh, because, you know, artists, we have that 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 vision, right? We see the world a little differently mm -hmm. and we see it in a way where the common language doesn't always match it. Mm -hmm. And so the only way we actually can translate what we see of the world okay. is through art, you know, and I say that as as a writer, um, you know, someone who plays music, mm -hmm. you know, I can see things that I can't always use words for. And mm -hmm. so I have to Trans use these other things to describe it. Right. right. Um, and so I'm, I'm very curious. So you, you mentioned, um, you touched a little bit on, on Palestine. And so I'm very curious, um, you know, you, the winner here. So, sh so this artist won, um, you're going to print their shirts that's available on demand now on yep. your website. We'll share the link here. Um, I'm kind of curious, where, was there a, you know, did it impact this, this decision, even though it was a, like a vote, right? Mm -hmm. Did it impact like your, like the support um, that you had from your organization, from your audience, customers, et cetera? So it's very funny. Um, you know, I feel like people are very comfortable supporting this, but in the background, they're not really comfortable, like, you know, fully openly like uh, vocalizing their support for it right but right what i think um what i think and this might be actually career suicide like what i think is um the platform i'm trying to create is a platform where people are allowed to speak their truth and mm -hmm. okay like we should be able to bear i mean i don't know what that's gonna do to my career i mean i hope my career survives because it really just started, right? But there was this quote that I I, I read, I heard from Denzel Washington, where he said, um, you need to be very careful about the first projects that you do, because the first projects that you do are what actually set the tone for the kind of future that you want for yourself, right? So 
the first projects that we're doing is projects where, you know, I'm, I'm telling people that like you're allowed to create whatever it is you want to create. As long as you're under my canopy, I will protect you. Okay. So, which means, um, I should be able to have the courage to like face the fact that like, okay, so I think what's going on in the, in the Israel Palestinian war, I think is genocide. Okay. I think that, you know, I don't have to be on every radio station pronouncing it or anything, but if I have somebody, an artist who's trying to create for my project and like they're trying to create that by all means, I'll protect you because, you know, I think this, so it's, um, we thought that like, you know, the, the reviews that we got from, you know, the voting, because I said, we tried it, we made voting twice and both times that concept won, right? But then now when it's time for the sweaters are actually available, where people actually, actually, people have to wear the sweaters and show that the support is different, right? Like people, they can't really, a lot of people, they say that's like political suicide because then you need to actually vocalize the fact that like, oh, I don't stand, I, I like, I don't stand against this. But it's always easier to talk about stuff like that in the back when nobody can hear you, when it doesn't affect your work in any ways, it doesn't affect anything you're doing in any ways, you know? And I realized that was very, uh, that was very interesting. We didn't know this ourselves. We thought there was going to be like an overwhelming support for the sweaters when they came, but we found now like everybody is kind of like silent. Right. When it was time to vote anonymously, and right. you can actually see the voice because it won. There, there were six different concepts. Okay, it won right. two times, two times with two different audiences. And like the second part of the voting, there were like seven hundred people who voted. You know, wow! So it won twice. Wow. Okay, with like seven. The first time there were like a hundred people who voted. Second time there were like seven hundred people who voted. So that's like eight hundred votes okay it won all two times which means i know people support that idea but then it's a different thing for them to support it with their full chest you know and then right. I, I just i just found that's very uh, you know it's interesting knowing these things about uh, humanity and about uh, human behavior but it's a very different thing when you see it happen live right because right. me i'm the kind of person um like if i believe in something i like i would say it you know i don't I don't know that I really that I'm really worried. Like I would like I would say the truth and I would actually be out there and vulnerable and true about it. But I've come to realize that that's not always. Uh, I mean, that's the way I want to choose my life, but that's not always the way people want to choose their lives, you know. So I think we live and we learn, right? Like I don't know what, but I'm not gonna stop, you know. Um, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, on the next one, don't talk about some concept that's true to you. Right. You know what I mean? As far, mm -hmm. as, as, far as you're doing it for us, we're like, we're a safe space for you to do it. So, yeah, we're right. like, we're not going to change the way that we that we choose to do our things um, just because people don't want to openly support what they support in the background. You see? Right. Yeah. Just I, think, I think it's really interesting, everything you're saying, and it just makes me think, um, yeah. I I don't even know. It just makes me think, you know, like like fear, right? The that how fear can be so, I guess, debilitating. You know what I mean? That um, I remember my first book, Human. Um, sorry, not my first book, my only book. <laughs> but uh, when I wrote Human, when I wrote it at the time, and people, you know, asked me, "What did you? 
like what's it about and i said our ignorance you know it's our ignorance as human beings how you know that we're all very connected but you know we just kind of pretend that we're not because it's easier you know what i mean um and that's kind of what's you know what's coming up for me as i'm listening to you recount this experience that it's like it's easier for us to be ignorant, I think, sometimes yeah. as humans, right? Um, because as soon as you have to start, like, actually believing in something, you know, then you're, it's not just words anymore, mm-hmm. right? Like, to believe in something is, like, you embody that, mm-hmm. right? Like, you embody that belief. And, you know, you're talking about being human is to be transparent, to be open, to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? And and the only reason that's hard is because we've sort of been told we can't be or you're yeah. going to get in trouble if you are. Um, and And so... Like, like I hear what you're saying and, and, you know, for myself, it's just like, well, we kind of, you see things, you're just like, this is how it is. And you don't have to agree or not agree. I can still hold that space with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't blame me for, you know, don't blame me for the things you don't want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Don't go against me because of the things you just don't want to accept, or you do accept them, but you're just too scared. Like, don't throw that out at me mm-hmm. essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as an artist, I experienced that a lot too, where you, you know, you speak out about things that are just like clear and i think even as an artist it's like a lot of times you know people also know that Mm -hmm. but they just throw that at you because it's easier right it's easier for them it's easier to just be ignorant than to have to like accept a reality that 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 kind of troubles or contradicts the reality you've created for yourself Mm -hmm. right like it's it's easier to just pretend everything's fantastic because that's it. It just, it suits what you want to believe. Right. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you start actually making people, oh, well now you need to show up, then people get scared and back off. Mm-hmm. You said it all. Really? <laughs> you said it all. It's very, it's very, um, it's, I guess it's very, it's, it's very interesting where sometimes they look at, um, the things that really bother you as an artist, you know, like, they look at some people look at it and are like, but why do you care? You know, but like somebody has to be the voice, you know, like we all just can, like we have different levels of sen- of sensitivity. You know what I mean? Like we all just can yeah. go through the world numb to everything, you know, like some of us have, some of us have actually been, I don't know for what reason, but we've been given the spiritual calling to be able to like, you know, um, ignite something in the world right while some other people they just want to go through the world like uh numb you know like put their head down shut up just go through everything but like we all can do that right right and i guess that's okay i didn't (laughs) i didn't i didn't know it was okay but you know i'm beginning to understand really that you know that's okay we're gonna do it everybody can do it right so the people who are gonna do it we're gonna do it right Yeah. yeah Exactly. Um, there's a, all the time. There's a, there's a phrase that I see, I've been seeing in a few different places. And I think it's, 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 I can't read the exact wording, but it's something to the effect of, it's not about calling people out. It's about calling people up, right? Like calling people up out of that, out of that mentality of like, I'm just here to do, do, do. I'm just like part of this machine, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, you're not like you're human. You have this human experience for a reason and you can embody all of those things. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you can rise up, be called up above that. And I think it's a very, I just, I like the words and it's just something that I think for myself I sort of been carrying with me a lot and I think about it a lot. And even when I want to speak out about things, 
I actually consider that. And I think about that for a moment. I'm like, okay, if my intention here is to call people up, not out, mm-hmm. how do I communicate with people in that mm-hmm. way? Right. How do I translate that? Mm-hmm. How can I do it in a way where, you know, to your point too, can I do it in a way that might be still empowering instead mm-hmm. of just calling people out? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Calling people up. Okay. <laughs> I just learned something today. <laughs> mm. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. No, of course. I mean, I just, I think it's really, I think it's really great. And I, I hope it's a perspective that can be adopted for everyone, even like Western media, right? I mean, if we're talking about Palestine, Israel, you know, obviously there's huge misrepresentation in the media about the, about that experience, how it's being covered. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think the issues is because Western media is, is like, you know, when you bring, when, when you, they have these like debates or whatever on, on the news, it's just you have like voices that just want to be heard versus voices that want to be right. You know what I mean? Right. And that just creates that huge divide. But mm-hmm. if we came in this with this, well, let's call people up versus calling people out. Mm. We could have maybe better media representation. Mm-hmm. We could have more authentic discussions. You know, we could allow for people to just feel comfortable and safe showing up. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. <laughs> All right. And the last thing I wanted to ask you about, because you you mentioned um, art therapy. Mm-hmm. And so I want, I'm very intrigued by that, mm-hmm. um, you know, because it sounds like it sort of came from your artistry, from your mm-hmm. craft. And I know you mentioned earlier something really beautiful about the power of introspection. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious how all those pieces mm-hmm. fit together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think I'm going to take you back to... Um... I'm gonna take you back to when I was to when I was really a little kid. So um, when I got into drawing, um, I, I mean I don't know how I got into it, but when I was like three, four years old, I just got into it. You know, um, I saw it as something which what I was actually gonna put a smile on people's faces, right? Um, you know, like when every auntie or every uncle came to me, uh, they came to our house. The first thing I'd be like, "Hey, auntie, auntie, I want to draw you," you know, just so I could like make them feel happy. You know, another thing was. Um, I liked storytelling, so my parents would actually take me to their friends' places so I can, like, tell stories, right, and narrate them stories. So I just, I, just, I, had, I had this thing where I felt art or artistic, and mind you, I'm, I'm, like, by this time, I'm still a little kid, you know, like, I didn't have the mind to actually think of, like, artistic pursuit or artistic capacity, but I just felt at that moment that, like, I just was using my natural gifts to, like, you know, bring joy or bring cheer to people's minds, right? Um, then like the way I grew up in life, I developed a, a hyper sensitivity to everything. You know, I was always the one like mm-hmm. trying to make peace with people, right? Like I would be the one where, um, you know, I would not necessarily that I would always be in the middle because I don't have, um, like I can't always choose somewhere, choose a different place, but I would always find myself being in the middle where, you know, there's, if these people have a problem with these people. You know, I'll always be able to be the one that can like, you know, like sort of navigate that for them, you know, because I, I was always able to like put my shoes in, put my, put myself in these people's shoes and in these people's shoes, you know, I, I feel I just, I had that, um, I don't know how it came about, but I just naturally was born with that instinct of being able to like do that. Right. Um, so even when I got into high school, like I would, I would be able to blend with like you know high school is usually a thing of like cool kids and nerds so I was always going to be able to like blend with the cool kids and the nerds because I was just the way I was right I was just very genuine with myself um 
So I realized this is a very, it's a very interesting power that I have to be able to always bring all kinds of people together that would normally not be together, right? But this is just now, like, this is my, this is my personality. This is one part of my personality, right? Um, when I got to, uh, like, when I got to actually fashion school and actually, like, doing my art professionally and everything, I found that, like, there was always some element of, like, you know, um, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to get into uh, the human psyche. You know, there was always an element of me trying to, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I just, I feel like I need to give you these different pieces and in the end I'm going to like bring all of them together. Okay. So there was an element sure. of like me trying to get into the human psyche of like, you know, trying to create art from like a very, very deeply rooted place. Right. So I did that and I felt like it made my projects more, more interesting or more like psychological, you know, like my projects were very, very conceptual. So I pushed on this a lot and then. The more I pushed on this, the more it got me to like, you know, get into myself and think about, um, think about my life, think about my story, think about my family story, think about like all this stuff that it made, it made it very easy for me to like, you know, convey how I was feeling in art. Right. Um, and I know a lot of times artists, they convey that with their art, but it was actually made, made it very easy for me to actually vocalize that, to actually be able to explain um, a very complex human feeling through art and actually be able to vocalize it. Um, I think this also like um, opened up, like opened up a space where I was able to connect with people on that, on that deep level, you know, and I don't know what it is, man. I feel like just even in my friendships and everything, I'm that one friend whom if you're trying to go to the depths of the depths of the depths of anything, if me and you sit down, I can match anybody's depth. Okay. Okay, then my father is a, my dad is a doctor, you know, he's a medical doctor, so he heals people, right? Like that's his calling. Um, I'm, I look, I look most, I resemble him the most and, you know, we, we like, we, we have like a, com a communication with the way we are that's very, very, like we're deeply connected to each other like that, you know? So I think there's also something in me that has wanted to like, become a healer right but i couldn't become a doctor now fast forward to this point in time where i moved to halifax you know i was in so much self-doubt like i was doubting the fact that design was going to be the thing that would probably like raise a family for me you know like it had kept it had kept me in like i was kind of broke i didn't have any money and everything but then um, i met my partner at the time and then we started this art organization that was really about people coming together to paint and just you know paint um, so she wanted to start the organization about, um, just people coming together to paint, but I wanted to be, I wanted it to be more spiritual where, you know, like we can unite community, people can paint from their feelings, they can paint from their emotions and everything. So it can actually be like a therapeutic process. This naturally occurred to me that if we're starting something like that, that's how I want it to go, you know? So I think mm -hmm. this for a long time and actually seeing how much of an impact it was and the kind of spaces we were able to get into, like, you know, gender violence, like, you know, men's mental health, like in all the spaces, because we're fostering people being able to like sit down and have a safe space where they can share their emotions and everything. I thought about this and I'm like, all through my life, this is really what I've been doing. No matter, no matter where I was, you know, this is really what I've been doing, being able to like, hold space for people to like share what's most complex to them 
in a way that like I would give them understanding. And through me giving them understanding, that's also how I like, you know, I delved deep into myself and I tried to understand myself, you know. And I realized that like this introspection and this constant me connecting with myself and going deeper into who I am gives me the like it has it has just made me understand that like, oh, that is really what I've been trying to do with my art ever since. Mm-hmm. Like actually open a space where people can like, you know express their emotions right by nature i have the depth that i can understand them right i can be vulnerable with what's going on with me so i can relate to them so art therapy you know like i was naturally born to become an art therapist i was naturally given the tools to become an art therapist the way i've lived my life and everything has brought me to the realization that like yeah what i really what i've been really trying to do with art is heal people like my dad who's a doctor, but I'm, then I'm going to be an art doctor, a doctor through art. And I actually got into this realization of recent. Um, so I was going through a little depressive episode and then, you know, I actually got into that and I'm like, oh my God, this has been really my calling ever since because of the way that I, I do it, you know. Um, I, have, I, like, I hadn't seen it done the way that I do it like that. It's just an... Long story short, I really just think that like that's my calling. That's really what I that's really what I want to do. Whenever I'm trying to do art, it's always from that place of like liberate yourself, you know, I'll give you a safe space. Understand, you know, like I'm trying to understand myself, I'm trying to understand you, but I'll share the most embarrassing and deep stuff about myself and you can share yours, you know. So just the way that I live my life and the way that like I'm taking my art journey, when you put those together, then I know my calling is really to be an art therapist. Right. To heal the world through art. I love those words so much. And I think that's a really great message to end this episode here. Heal the world through arts. It's a very beautiful soul mission. Yes. And I'm very grateful. It seems that all the pieces in your life have been leading you to this, right? And so I think that... You see, in the beginning when I told you Halifax was destiny, when I was in Montreal, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking this. I think I was doing it, but I wasn't thinking it from that yeah. point of view, you know? But it's the being in Halifax and the calm and everything that I've gone through in Halifax and everything that I've actually had to be that like make me find my voice again. And then it has actually gotten me into the realization that like, oh, okay, this is actually where I'm supposed to be. This is actually where I'm supposed to go. This is actually what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's what I want to do. And I've I've never been, I've been sure about a lot of things in life, but like that one, I can feel it. You know, like I can feel that it's been something I've been trying to, I've been called to from when I was a kid till now. And my life has just played out in a way that has brought me to understand that like, okay, that's actually what I've been called to do. And it's what I've been doing anyways, even when I didn't understand that that's what I was doing. That's how I know I have to be an art therapist. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I appreciate that so much. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Very grateful for your words, for your story. Mm -hmm. And um, how can we keep in touch with you to make sure we can keep following Um, you on this this journey? So I have a personal Instagram page, um, uh, Robenga, so R O B E. NGA, so that's a nickname my elder brother calls me. Um, <laughs> and I have my brand page, so that's Bato Inc. B A T U O I N C. So if you follow me on any of these two pages, you can really see uh, what's going on with my uh, with my journey. I guess 
I, I try to show uh, my life as genuine as I can or not. But, you know, I guess it's actually easier if you follow if you follow the brand page because then, like, I'm obliged to post on the on the, on, on the on, on the brand page, right? Because I'm trying to push the brand and everything. But yeah, you can you can connect with me on any way that you want to connect. We can always have any conversation you're trying to have. And like I promise you, I can meet you at any level of, of depth which you want. Which you're trying to find yourself. If there's any, like there's never anything that's too um, that's that's too taboo. Because I'll share stuff about myself, which you wouldn't think that somebody would share stuff like that with you, but I would. Because I understand that like the only way we can truly connect with each other is if we're vulnerable, if we're vulnerable with each other. And this is, I don't care if it's relationships, I don't care if it's whatever, like the only way we can truly connect with each other is through vulnerability. I'm ready to be vulnerable. That's just the way that I am. And, you know, I like it. So, yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Robert. And yeah, all of those links will be in the description as well. So thank you so much for coming on the show. All right. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you for creating this kind of show. It's very important that like there's people who have this kind of platform where people can share their 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 truth, right? And I really appreciate you for this. Um, it's very interesting because when I hear myself saying these things, it actually reinvigorates my, my passion and actually... Um, you know, it really makes me feel feel great. So thank you for what for what you're doing that has led you to creating a platform like this and continuing to do it. I appreciate you for that. Oh, thank you so much. Yes.